And as we come to the end of, of 2022, taking a, a look back with some of the leaders in our city, and uh, that's where we're going to start this afternoon, uh, from social disorder and crime to high-profile murder cases, proposed changes to the Police Act, and the ongoing debate about how much it's funded. It's been a busy year once again for the Edmonton Police Service. Let's get to it this afternoon, our year-end conversation with Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee. Chief McPhee, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jalen. Great to be here. Have you finished your Christmas shopping yet? <laughs> uh, I think I'm pretty close. I uh, uh, probably like most. Uh, my wife gets most of it done, and I just got to do a little bit, but I, I'm close. Yeah. Good. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Okay, let's get to it. Let's uh, let's start. And you know what, Chief? We've talked about this a lot over the past year, the past year or two, and the ongoing challenges in downtown Edmonton. Those social issues, which of course, you know, um, the responsibility for funding a lot of that comes from the province, but in in many in many cases we know those social issues leading to crime leading to fear leading to to people maybe not wanting to get back downtown what progress have you seen uh, being made on that front and what still needs to be done yeah oh well, i mean first of all i think it's all about you know actually designing a system because you know i don't think we have a system that's really conducive to to hit all facets i think we have parts of a system i pretty optimistic on the province actually doing this implementation task force you know i sat on the mental health and addictions task force the human trafficking task force and of course the homeless and minimum standards and shelters so i think this is a real opportunity i'm pretty excited with the group they've assembled to look at how do we implement some of these changes you know and, and that are already uh, have funding to set aside and they're not one-dimensional anymore it's uh, i think we all realize now it's got to be way more than housing we got a serious addictions issues so I am optimistic that we can hit the ground running in 2023 and get some of these supports in place that we can deal with some of these things. And uh, Lord knows we've needed this for several years. So um, you talk about that addictions, uh, that ongoing addictions issue. Is 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 meth still fueling a lot of a lot of what we're seeing in downtown Edmonton? Yeah, meth fills a disproportionate number of the violence. I mean, it's one of those drugs. Obviously, as, as I said, often normal people do not normal things. So you know the best way and that's some of the success that we're having with our help and you know our pack teams and we're putting the right partnerships together to deal with that particular aspect and then there's also an accountability piece to this too that there needs to be some accountability because we've got a lot of our criminal aspect and certainly using methods etc that also prey on our vulnerable population so it's a, it's a culmination of events it's uh, it's not saying that we're not going to enforce I think it's uh, something that we got to do bits and pieces of all of this and that, that really hasn't existed uh, to this point so the province taking some of that leadership and uh, using a lot of the resources available some decisions and actually we just had a, a meeting today with uh, you know several of the stakeholders so I think there's some good ideas that we can hit the ground running but uh, you know we can't continue to do some of the stuff we're seeing here like I'm not sure when it became okay to camp in minus 30 uh, degree weather when we've had all these fires and some folks that have obviously lost their lives and uh, this isn't an Arctic expedition. They, they, these folks need uh, different services, and uh, you know, it's 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 way beyond just housing. It's um, there's safety aspects entitled are, are uh, involved, and I think we got to hit it on all cylinders, and it's got to happen quick, and that's uh, that's certainly the plan. 
Edmonton Police Chief Dale McPhee joining me this afternoon. So let's talk a little bit more about that task force that uh, you've been named to it, along with uh, some mini uh, some uh, provincial ministers, a couple of city councillors, that sort of thing. Uh, you talk about uh, being optimistic about it. There is some criticism, you know, uh, people wondering uh, what, you know, do we really need another task force? Task force tend to lead to reports that, yeah, maybe we'll just end up sitting on a, on a counter somewhere getting dust on it. What makes you believe that this time it could be different? Is it just because it's got to be done? Yeah, well, that's part of it. But I also think, and it was clearly communicated in our meeting, this isn't a task force, this is implementation committee. We're not here to design a report. There's been enough reports done. It's about what are the gaps that we can do, what can we do short-term, and what can we build. And I, I mean, there's been a provincial commitment, as there's been for a couple of years, to build some recovery housing, some support systems. You know, I look at some of the things that we've been fortunate uh, to come in and help us with, you know, the funding of navigators, looking at Suboxone, Suboxone and Sublocate in our cell block, trying to get people help for some of their serious addictions. So um, I think it's just a culmination of those things. They've already committed money, and I think it's just a chance to now uh, fill some of those gaps quickly. And, uh, you know, maybe it's some short-term projects to get to some longer-term projects. But uh, what I liked about today, without giving any details, because obviously we have to have a discussion, but what I like today, it's all focused on what can we do now. Okay, interesting. We'll be following that very closely. Let's talk about police funding. Of course, it's been in the spotlight for a few years now. There's been a lot of tense conversations over the past number of months about uh, the police budget. I'm curious to know when you take, how, how would you evaluate and describe the relationship at this point between uh, the Edmonton Police Service and, and I heard a big sigh there, and, and, and City Council? Um, is, is there work that needs to be done to repair it or things getting better or is this just a part of doing business chief well I, I think it's definitely got to get better um, you know what that looks like I think uh, I'm not quite sure um, you know it seems to I was just actually speaking in Dallas about a month ago and this whole defund the police thing hasn't worked uh, and, and it's it's been a real failure in the US and some of Canadian cities and we've seen a lot of the Canadian cities such as Vancouver reverse direction you also seen their province step in as well uh, and I'm not sure we're through that here. I'm not sure uh, we're through it. I mean, it's disguise, defund, detask, whatever. Uh, you know, obviously we have a commission that does their job. They've done a pretty good job in narrowing our budget, but yet then it got cut even further. So we're still trying to sort that out. I mean, the fact that some of our 25% of renewal is going to be tough just in that alone because that's where, you know, our radios are. That's where our data systems are and, uh, you know, <laughs> where our contracts are to keep some of our critical infrastructure in place, so cybersecurity, etc. So we got to figure out. I'm not sure how you can not do those things. They're critical. So um, yeah, it's once again we're in the same place. You think like things like cameras and stuff that the community wanted to commit to action, asked for, and yet they're they're not funded, even though that they were approved at the commission. So we got to sort a lot of this out. Uh, but it is getting to that point where I think uh, you know certainly I'm going to have to come out. Uh, a little bit more uh, vocal on some of this stuff because we're getting real close to that adequate, adequate and efficiency line to, to actually drive what's needed from the safety perspective. And the results of that, uh, you know, that 21% decrease that we got in the first three years, which was better than most uh, centers and cities overall, we're going to see that climb up quite a bit here in 2022. And we never got to finish a lot of things that we're trying to. So, um, yeah, there's lots more work to do. Um, and there's a lot
lot of work to do from all sides uh, from a safety perspective. You know, Chief, you take a look at the numbers, though, and, the, and there's there's a lot of my listeners that would say, oh, my gosh, but, but look at how big that budget is for the police operating budget is uh, for the city of Edmonton. What, and at 2023, at what, $418 million, and people are saying, why can't you get the job done with that cash? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's the same thing, though. I mean, we're always been a pretty consistent portion of the the, the same uh, portion of the of the city budget. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of things. You know, to, out of necessity, collision reporting centers. You know, we've actually closed I think 32 different uh, parts of 32 different areas or units to get more bodies back on the street. And you got to also take into consideration, you know, COVID, George Floyd. You know, it's becoming harder to recruit. You know, which is a which is really one of the things that came out of the U.S. I think you know five six years ago we had 1,200 applications. Now we're down to 400. Those are all things that some of this stuff takes their toll on. And I mean, there was an interesting report actually done. Uh, I think it's a professor at Concordia University, and I think you know so you can see that all that cash, but policing costs money, and safety isn't something you can be light on because safety is something that obviously safe to, to have well-being. You need to be safety. And I think a lot of the things that we've pivoted on upstream are certainly showing the results they need. But, um, you know, uh, to think that we've grown, I mean, there's different numbers out there. I mean, the city's grown more than we have uh, overall. Um, uh, and, and, I mean, I think what we need to ensure we do, which has been our focus in the last three years, is ensure the money that we get goes to the, what we do to get outcomes. And I think we've been doing that. But we also disproportionately have a higher crime rate than most cities in the country, which we went from, I think, second or third three years ago into sixth or seventh, mm-hmm. but we're going to climb back up this year. So, uh, And I could give you a list of 30 or 40 other things that we've done too, but I'm sure that that's not the, the purpose here is safety is an overall contributor. We need to actually have partners and uh, and work on this from a multidimensional perspective, which part of this is how places to go, which goes back to some of this task force too, so you can actually enforce it. I mean, we talked about encampments. Mm-hmm. Look about open-air drug use. I mean, I'm not sure when that became acceptable. And it doesn't mean you have to use the criminal justice system, but you need to actually use some type of empathetic enforcement because that's what also deals with perception of crime. So there's there's lots of things that we got to tackle in 2023. Yeah, Chief McPhee, can you hold the line for just a moment? I need to take a break here, but I have a couple more questions for you. I won't keep sure. you much longer. Uh, the Chief of the Edmonton Police Service is Dale McPhee. He's joining us this afternoon as we take a look back at 2022 and look ahead to 2023 when we come back i want to ask him about the changes to the police act bill six and if we have time the alberta sovereignty within a united canada act what that could mean for the police service stay with us we'll be back right after this I wanted to get into a couple of other things with the chief before I have to let him go. And one of them was the changes to the Police Act. Uh, Bill 6 has been introduced uh, into the ledge. Um, the Police Act being overhauled for the first time in decades. Um, some big revisions include granting the province the power to appoint members to local police commissions, expanding the authority of Alberta's police watchdog, and creating new civilian government bodies to oversee police. I'm curious uh, your thoughts uh, on this, Chief. I know originally. I think I read that you were supportive of this, but there's been some criticism of this move. Some saying it could be used to politicize policing. What do you think? 
<laughs> I'm not sure how that politicizes policing. I think maybe it balances some of the politicization of policing, but I mean, I'll give you an example. I mean, first of all, the whole transparency and the effective mechanism of body, like an ACER type, like mm -hmm. to do the investigations, everybody's been asking for that for years. And the fact that they've actually did this overhaul and this amendments to actually make that happen, I think that's a good thing. I mean, the police associations were asking for it, the police chiefs were asking for it, the public was asking for it, and I think it just it, it falls in line with uh, good transparency and good governance. And so, I mean, then if you get into the politicization piece, I mean, most provinces already, the province invests a lot of money in the policing in this province, but it's one of the highest in the country, actually, which, again, is an offset to the budget costs that uh, some always talk about. And in most provinces already, I think with the exception of two, they already have appointments to the commission, and I think what that actually does is it not just balances uh, the priorities from uh, from a city lens, but it balances from a perspective of uh, the province and some of the citizens' needs. So it puts a little balance into it. I think that's just fine. And the appeal mechanism, I mean, ultimately, if the province is uh, in charge of uh, policing in relation to the governance and oversight, so to have an appeal mechanism, I think, is effective. So, you know, if it becomes an adequacy and effective mechanism that perhaps you're not getting to the point where you need to get to, at least you have a appeal mechanism or a third party that can actually look at it, intervene, and make decisions that maybe aren't in the middle of, uh, as you mentioned, uh, some of the politics of it. So I think, uh, you know, certainly from a safety perspective, I certainly don't see any big problems. I think it's probably a progression. I think from my concerns on a, on amendment changes is what does the, the regs look like? Uh, you know, how does this all look like? Is, uh, is there going to be staffed up to ensure that they can do investigations quickly? But from a, a position of politics, I'm not sure how this can be asked for by many and and then now it's now it's a political thing so i i think it's the opposite actually but uh, you know there are some things that need to be worked out in the rigs as well so but uh, not real concerned about it at this point for sure of anything i've seen chief we're pretty much out of time and you know it's easy to sit here and, and talk about all of the challenges that uh, that the city is facing when it comes to the issues that the edmonton police service deals with but i uh, wanted to leave it maybe on a little bit more more of a positive note uh, what wins has there been for the for the services this year well you know what i think if you look at some of the things some of the first we had like you know we went from 187 uh, protests three years ago to 507 and the fact that really nobody got hurt or seriously injured any of those how we handled those is great we went through the convoy and i know maybe we could have learned some lessons on how we communicate but to think that we got through that without injury the fact that we got through that without uh, you know it was an inconvenience which is tough and i and i get uh, people's uh, uh you know feelings on that because it's something they shouldn't have to experience but the fact that we got through that without injury or, or, or somebody setting up like they had in ottawa was a win i think the pope visit was a win i think some of the, the things and we've made and the pact and the help and province funding us some navigators to take stuff out of the system has been a huge win with stats at back and now for a year the the vodp and the cell block i mean there's lots of wins but i think most and first and foremost um you know what's the biggest win for me is is how our staff reacted professionally and dealt with a lot of criticism and over a long haul and they've actually put their best foot forward i mean it doesn't mean everybody didn't make mistakes and we've held accountable for our mistakes but pretty proud of our people and it's good to see our citizens now i see it all the time
time now and coming out and we're getting a lot more appreciation and thanks and you know it's the same for the nurses it's the same for EMS and any of those human services which I have ultimate respect for as well so coming out of this pandemic has probably been the biggest uh, bonus I mean I know we're not quite quite through it an endemic but I think getting into Christmas season and you know I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and thank you for what you do for this community and uh, I think the media plays an essential part in this community and uh, just want to know that that's appreciated too but uh, looking forward to hopefully we get through this Christmas with a safe uh, environment as possible and uh, everybody gets a little bit of time to decompress relax and you know I think what we're starting to see now is some of the negative uh, aspects of our community from either side is starting to become the really really the minority and I think that's a positive going forward. And Chief I hope you get some downtime as well over Christmas uh, all the best to you and yours and uh, happy 2023 we'll talk to you again in the new year yeah have a great christmas thank yep, you very take much care. yep